0: What's up everybody? Um before the 90 days aired tonight, it was not the finale. I'll repeat not the finale. Um there's another episode at least. So this is episode 14. So we'll be tuning in next week to episode 15. Oh my gosh, Misha's here. Hey. Um, what's up everybody? We're talking before the 90 days tonight, um, episode 14. Um, we're gonna talk about all the drama and craziness that happened on this episode. Hey Misha. Oh, I'm excited, guys. Misha's here. I haven't had Misha in here before. You know, Misha's one of my favorites this season. So, all right, um, we're waiting on DD to join. Oh, um, before we get started, Kara is not feeling well, so she won't be joining us tonight. So, so prayers to Kara. Um, and hopefully she can get better soon because we really want to have Kara in here. We know her opinion is very important to us. So, DD, where are you at? We're waiting on DeeDee Dee to join so we can get started. Um, I invite... Oh, there you are. Um, Let me get an in, invite. Accept. All right, DD, get in here. Hey. Hey.
1: I'm wagging the yeah.
0: knot. Uh, <laughs> how are I you? Said- i'm good
1: i'm doing good too getting ready for our um labor day uh little cookout we're going to do tomorrow so
0: oh i wasn't invited to that so that's cool anyway uh, i'm just kidding
1: i'm just oh um, you know what <laughs> i'm just kidding, <laughs> no it's a last just... minute thing we um i was informed um probably about an, about a couple hours ago that i have some family that i haven't seen in a very long time they're in town so we're just throwing something together something oh, okay. sweet, and sweet. Nice. Uh, yeah
0: yeah so um before we get started cara is not feeling well she's not gonna be joining us tonight thoughts and prayers with Kara. yes she may possibly um be going in to see if things are good so Prayers and thoughts with Cara. We need her here because, you know, there's faces that need to be punched. So, Cara would need to be here. We want her to be feeling better very soon so we can have her back. But I want to get into this. Okay, so this wasn't the finale of before the 90 days. This was episode 14, and there will be episode 15 as we saw from the previews. So, I just want to get into this. So, first of all, is anybody feeling like this season is moving along really slow? Because I kind of thought tonight, would be the end right like I feel like what more is there going to happen do you feel like that or is it just me
1: yeah it's this is a weird season and like really really weird because that's what we were talking about last week that someone had said that tonight was a season finale
0: yeah I thought it was that was a very um trustworthy source so I I was kind of surprised that it wasn't I mean what else is going to happen this season I feel like
1: We still got to see the wedding between um kimberly and um tj um we still got some more from Gino and yeah um we still got some to see some stuff from gino and jasmine um there's still some more stuff coming up with like all the couples really so
0: see i agree with um where'd you go Uh, Albrisa. it dragged on tonight it was kind of boring for me I was yeah. just, like, trying yeah. to it, right? So I want to talk about Misha and um, oh, Scott's here, right, Scott? Misha and Nicola, because Nicola made some comments tonight that were interesting, right? Like, he, he brought up some things that he had been changing for Misha. Because, you know, we've been pretty hard on Nicola all season. He has been adapting to having a woman in his life, right? And I feel like that's something new for him. And he is taking steps. But he said that he says, I love you to Misha. And he gave us three instances and TLC accompanied them with with video where he said he loved her and she didn't say it back. Now, how do you feel about saying I love you and the person not saying it back? In my opinion, it's a gut punch, right? If you really love that person, you always say it back. Even if you've said it a million times, even if you've been together for 100 years, you always say it back, right? So how do you feel about Misha not saying I love you back to him and him feeling hurt by it. He didn't say anything at first, but he's finally coming out and saying it. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I'm on Nicholas side on, on this one because um, he said that whenever they were talking on the phone, she would always say that um, she loved him back. Yeah. And he has said multiple times that he loves her and she's she would be like, oh, that's so sweet, or okay, or something like that. But that is wrong on, on misha's side just because maybe she wasn't seeing the side of him that she thought that's still not a reason to stop saying that you love someone
0: see now that you said that maybe she felt like the guy that she met and the guy that she was talking to online were two different people so maybe she was like well i thought i loved them but now i don't know who you are i don't know Because I feel like the way that they were interacting on the phone and then when she got there, he's kind of harsh. Like, he says and does harsh things, and he's hard to, I don't know, in my opinion, he would be hard to get along with if it was for me. Hello, Judy, how are you? I feel like, in my opinion, he's a difficult person to deal with, and I feel like his obsession with religion definitely gets in the way of him getting to know Misha, listening to Misha, and not judging Misha. And I feel like Misha is not given a fair chance because he's always judging her and making it seem like, well, you shouldn't do this, and God wouldn't do this, and Jesus wouldn't allow that. And I feel like, in order to get to Noja, there's nothing wrong with bonding over religion, which it's weird though, because I know some people, like my mom's best friend growing up, she was dating this guy and they broke up over religion. Like, they literally broke up because I remember they were watching some sort of religious movie, I can't remember, Passion of the Christ maybe or something. And they got into a verbal argument about it and they literally broke up. It was really interesting because we all went to the same church. So they had to see each other every week. But they like didn't get along and they literally broke up over this movie because one person felt one way about what happened in the movie and the other person felt the other way and they let their religious beliefs, you know, get between them. And it's just like the fact that they're bonding over religion it's ironic to me because that's usually what divides entire nations and countries and regions, right? Like religion is usually.
1: But are they actually bonded over religion? Honestly, are they really? Because what? to me, in my eyes, both of them are hypocrites.
0: Well, one of the tweets tonight on Twitter, somebody said the most that they ever felt Misha was into Niccolo is when they were carrying the cross together. She did look really happy and everything. I feel like. The more things that they do out of the Bible and in Israel, the more she's interested in him. Do you feel like that? I feel like she's more interested in the religious aspect of everything, not so much him. Like she was trying to tell him, you know, to be more romantic and to be more sensual. Like he was like spackling her with mud on this episode. And I feel like he said, oh, you know what? I want to talk about what he said about sex. So he said that in fifth or sixth grade, he took health class and they taught him everything that he needs to know about sex and I was like sir well okay before we get into that first of all that's too soon right like I feel like that's way too soon kids should be watching when I was in fifth grade I was watching cartoons I was um eating candy um I was having friends over to play toy cars like I don't really feel like that's I don't know though because i'm i'm not that i'm not a kid anymore so i don't know like how soon that they should be learning but i feel like fifth or sixth grade jeez man let That's
1: them be too kids. early right
0: That's like let them be early. Kids. But moving past that he thinks because he read a textbook on sex he knows how to please all women because he was like i know what women want it was in a book i know exactly how to please a woman and i was like i don't think it works that way there's men who've been with many many women who've been sexually active their whole life and you can talk to their exes and the woman will tell them that it didn't do it for them right like if they didn't read a book they've been having hands-on physical education and they still don't have it so I feel like he's a very naive person right? right like I feel like he believes that since he read a book he's an expert you know and I feel like that's going to be something that they're going to have to deal with in the relationship. Okay, wait, what did these comments say? In middle school, we learned about diseases, right? Right, okay, yeah, in middle school, I learned about diseases, and we did dissecting, right? I dissected like um, a frog, and we dissected like a a grasshopper. Like, that's what we were doing in sixth grade. Okay, this person said that they did have sex ed in sixth grade. So I guess this is not new, I guess. Oh, we like didn't have sex
1: not- until i think um like ninth or tenth grade we well, had I, kid, and we also we had to bring a baby doll home um that <laughs> told us about the kid you know about crying the oh, babies that, and stuff so that's, yeah that's
0: so cool i went to all christian school my whole life from kindergarten to graduation So sex was forbidden. So they would never dare teach us about it. So I never took sex ed, I never learned anatomy. Like they didn't teach us anything that was about that because they didn't want us to know. So I think that it's beneficial that children, not children, teenagers, high schoolers probably should learn about it. I just think that Nicola thinking since he took the class in sixth or fifth grade or whatever, he knows exactly what's going on. That says a lot and I think Misha is gonna have to teach him a lot because he's super naive, right? He he doesn't understand anything that
1: Nicola Misha- said something. Nicola said something that you know, me and Cara has been saying that they have been um intimate. Me and Cara has been saying this. Yeah, okay. You did say that. How does how does Nicola know that she's a machine and that she wants on to every day? If they haven't I mean, done anything,
0: he did say that. He did say that. He said, "How I he would do we know that? Yeah, because that's what she would want. That would make her happy. That is what he said." How
1: does he know if they haven't been intimate?
0: I mean, they might have done <laughs> heavy petting, right? I feel like Nico is definitely a virgin. The way that he was rubbing the um the mud on Amisha, it wasn't even <laughs> like sensual. He was just like. It's a lot. Like- Right, like, it. it wasn't even said, like, any man would take that opportunity to make that <laughs> sensual situation because it was just like, turn over. <laughs> like, let me get this on you. Like, it was not that serious. <laughs> hey, Pink Snow Kitten. I just feel like this relationship is going to have so much work. Like, if they really make this work, it's going to be so hard for them to make it have longevity. I feel yeah. like there's just a lot. And I, I really like... Misha, like, she's one of my favorite characters. I feel like she's very open. She's honest. She doesn't necessarily ignore the red flags, but I feel like she puts up with a lot. Like, I feel like she doesn't speak up for herself enough, right? I feel like she should definitely call him out more on his BS, you know? But I, I think that in, in, the, in the long run, she would be a good wife to him. I just don't know if he deserves that. I don't know. I just don't know if he's re- Well, I don't want to say deserves, but I don't know if he's ready to have a good wife. I feel like he's not at that stage in his life. I feel like he's at the point where he thinks that having a wife is somebody that he can control and tell what to do and judge, and that's not what having a wife means.
1: No, and like, like you know, me and Cara, and and you have said as well from the beginning, he lives. He he judges her all the time. He claims mm-hmm. to be the divine mighty Christian, and then whenever I seen um, seen tonight that he was carrying the cross, I was like no why is he carrying the cross i mean he's doing something jesus don't do jesus don't judge nobody and he is judging everybody so why Mm -hmm. does he think he he has to to carry the cross i was like oh no oh no i can't
0: nailed it when i saw him carrying the cross i was like i get why he's so self-righteous now the act of him doing that it showed how he thinks he's above everybody in the religious world. Like, I was like, the way that he's carrying the cross, and he's like, "I'm I." this is what Jesus did. And I'm doing, I was like, I get the self-righteous part of it now. Because he seems like a good guy. He's just really self-righteous. And, you know, I grew up in the church. There's quite a few people around me growing up who were like that. They just felt like they were just above everyone. They were higher up in the anarchy of the Christianity. They were higher up in the church. They were just above us. You know whatever they did was whatever jesus wanted them to do and then whatever we did was the worst possible thing we could have ever been doing so i definitely saw the self-righteousness just like kind of oozing off of him in that scene he's just so cocky and even um misha said it she's like he's so confident in the things that he shouldn't be like him thrusting in front of her and he assumed that was sexy and i will give him credit though if he was chanting tatum and he was thrusting in front of a woman it would have had a different reaction or different response, but since since he's Nikola, it, it wasn't doing nothing for nobody.
1: Yeah, that and the Snow White just everything it was just it was just like cotton white, Snow White. No, that was just <laughs> that was a turn off to me. I was like, what?
0: Well, what he said he got it from dirty dancing, right? I don't remember that movie. That's a Patrick Swayze movie, right? I don't remember. Yeah. Wait, is that the movie where? the girl is on a chair and they pour water on her? Or am I thinking of a different-
1: No, you're thinking of a That's different. You got to watch Dirty, dance. Dance. dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, like,
0: it's, it's- See, I don't know, I have to go back and look. I've seen it, but I just don't know how long ago it was. So yeah, Oh, imagine being a guy at their age and still a virgin. I know, right? And And, and having to navigate through having a beautiful woman who is experienced I don't I think that would
1: be a virgin I don't believe he's a virgin I, I, don't a virgin. He, I really don't
0: He hip thrusted in front of her in such a non sex way He he's got to
1: he's he's got to act like he's a virgin he's got to act like he don't know what he's doing to throw her off I'm telling you that man's not a virgin
0: His awkwardness don't seem fake to me That man seemed awkward to me he's <laughs> like not he a virgin awkward to me what?
1: Whether he's used a woman or something else, he's not a virgin. He's not oh, a virgin, well,
0: yeah. okay? I'm not going to write up. He met Misha on the internet, so you know what's on the internet, P-O-R-N. Yes. Like, so, yeah, let's be honest here. If you've used the internet, you've even accidentally come across P-O-R-N. So, yeah, I'm not going to rule that out. I'm just saying I don't think he's been with a woman because he just acts like women are so strange to him. I just feel like it's probably not a woman, but it could have been the internet. The internet is a whole thing in itself, and that's a whole nother conversation. Or you're
1: a plastic doll.
0: Oh, no. No, no. A blow up. a doll. <laughs> Not I a doll.
1: I'm sorry I had to say it. Uh,
0: now, I'm visualizing. <laughs> now I'm visualizing the doll. OK, so I want to talk about Thanksgiving dinner with Christian and Cleo and Jane. You notice that Jane is always there. I feel bad for Jane. Do you feel like Jane has gotten caught up in their shit? She doesn't know how to get out of it. I feel like Jane has just been caught up in all of the negativity and craziness in the relationship. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Jane, I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. So to our disappointment, the girl that he invited, that Christian invited over to Thanksgiving dinner didn't come, because you know, we wanted to have that awkward craziness at Thanksgiving dinner. So we didn't get it, unfortunately, but Jane and Cleo did grill Christian about the fact that he tends to be drawn to women at bars and or on planes or just anywhere where there's a woman who's not being accompanied by a man. Christian seems to gravitate gravitate towards that person. So I do find that to be interesting and Christian said that women make up for half of the population. So he doesn't think it's weird that he only tends to talk to women. I think it's very interesting because when I go out and I'm being social, I don't necessarily only talk to women or only talk to men. I talk to whoever's around me, right? Like I feel like if there's a group of people around me, we can talk about the whole group. If I'm on a plane or if I'm traveling, I talk to the whole group. So it's interesting to me that he sections off and he said his words, not mine, a woman that's alone. So he makes sure that she's not with anyone else She doesn't have anyone around. And then he moves in and starts talking to her. Not gonna say he's creepy, pushing it, but not not gonna say that, okay? Maybe he's just friendly. But the idea that he never seems to ever interact with men. Strange to me. And it's also weird that he's with a trans woman because, right? Like, I don't know. This whole situation is super intense for me because I feel like Christian, he's always trying to defend himself and when it comes to defending himself he has no defense because every time he tries to defend himself he just gets really um what's the word defensive and um angry and tries to make it seem like he's not doing anything wrong And he's just like well now i feel like you don't believe me and i don't like the way you say that when it comes out out loud sometimes when you hear your behavior from other people you don't really like the way it sounds cuz when she when cleo said it back to him she's like well you seem to only talk to women and you only go to places and you only interact with women. And he's like, well, I don't like the way that sounds. But it's what you do. Like, you don't really have the opportunity or the choice to say, well, I don't like the way it sounds, so I'm not going to let you say it. But if your actions are what they're saying, it is what it is. So how do you feel about Thanksgiving dinner and the conversation that they had? and how they're gonna be able to move forward. Because I feel like Jane said something in this episode that made sense. She said, I feel like he's always in pursuance of other women. And I don't know how he would be ready to settle down because Cleo goes to school. Cleo has a job. There will be times where Christian is out at bars. Is he always gonna be talking to other women, getting phone numbers, inviting them to places? Like he can't be trusted. And he made it seem like, well, I invited her to come back here with us. That's, that doesn't make it any more okay. Just because you think that you're including Cleo in a situation that she doesn't want to be included in doesn't make it okay, right?
1: Well, first of all, he is going to these bars, and how does he know these women are, are alone? So he's going to these bars. He is scoping out women. That's exactly what he's doing, and he's watching them to see if they are by themselves. If not, then how in the world does he know that they're alone or not? You know what i i'm saying just because you sit there maybe five or ten minutes doesn't mean you're alone maybe they're waiting on somebody and he deserved everything that cleo and and jane threw at him he deserved it like and then i mean i don't even want no turkey anymore i mean he traumatized me with the turkey talking about um not to get telling cleo not to get jealous how he was like stuffing it in the turkey i was like oh my god i don't even want no turkey no more i'm traumatized I don't want turkey, but yeah, he, he is, he's a womanizer. He is a womanizer and there's so many red flags when it comes to him. So many red flags. I mean, yeah. Every time he opens his mouth, 20 red flags just come flying out.
0: Well, well I think what bothers me is he knows that his behavior is wrong. Because when, he's he hears
1: a it, yeah.
0: when he hears it back, he's like, well, I don't like the way that sounds. And I don't want you to think that I'm only talking to women, but he is only talking to women and he is only doing these things. And I think that in his mind, it's okay. And it makes me wonder what type of relationship is he looking to be in? Is it an open relationship? Is it a relationship where you can bring women home and all three of you have a good time together? Because Cleo would like to know this information. Cleo was under the impression that they were in a relationship, just the two of them. So if that's not what it is, I feel like Cleo should be probably the first person to know that you're looking to bring other people home. You know, I feel like she should know ahead of time. You don't just bring random women to your bed, you know, to your house. You know, but what is, that, is it?
1: That is a situation where if if I'm in a relationship with somebody and they just automatically tell me that they invited this total stranger to the house, that is a punch in the face, kicking the ball, kick him in the balls kind of situation. Because how are you going to go to a bar and invite a random woman? You don't even know. I mean, mean, no, see, I would, I would punch him in the face and then kick him in the balls. (laughs) That's
0: just, no, you just don't do that. No. Uh Uh-uh. So, Statler has made plans. I don't know. Somebody on Twitter said, I don't think she made plans. I think when she went to meet meet Dempsey's friends and told them that she didn't really have any plans, and they were kind of shocked. This is kind of where the castle came in, you know, like a damage control. like Because at first, she was just like, oh, yeah, her birthday's coming. Nothing big, you know, whatever. But then this beautiful castle and everything came about. So I'm thinking that she realized that she wasn't doing enough. And she got the castle. The castle was beautiful. It was a a nice gesture. And I do think that they have a connection. I think that they get along well. Um, I think that the meeting with Dempsey's friends went horribly. And I feel like, hey, Jamie, I feel like um, the friends were very turned off by her open speak of sexual conquests, you know, that's not very um, on putting to talk about on a first time meeting anyone. And the friends I know, I know, you want to get to know people and feel comfortable with them and make them feel like they are getting to know you. But I think that there's a level of what's the word where you don't release too much you know you you show as much of yourself as possible then the next meeting then the next meeting then the next meeting like they shouldn't know that you've had sex everywhere on the first time that they meet you and again how is that gonna be something that they want to hear on Dempsey's standpoint because in their opinion they want to meet you to make sure that you're a good match for their best friend so in order for that to be and then you have this conversation and you're like oh well it's all about sex and all i do is this and her birthday is just sex and i always have sex everywhere and it's just it was too much and i really wonder if statler does that because she's nervous because when she was in the car she kept saying she was like i'm really nervous meeting people's friends are really hard for me it's like going into a war zone and it can be when your friends really do care about you meeting um the significant other or the other significant other meeting you can be a hard situation to be in it's like a, a police interrogation right maybe more so fbi right like i feel like it's it's a hard situation to be in and i wonder if statler is a nervous person and when she's trying to get that information out and she gets nervous she has diarrhea mouth and she just says crazy unnecessary things because every time i see her and she appears to be nervous craziness is coming out of her mouth right and i feel like maybe that's craziness
1: just... is coming out of her mouth regardless every time she opens her mouth something stupid comes out like what are you what but the meeting the friends and then not even two minutes in the conversation she's then told them how many times she's had sex here and there how many people she's had sex with like sex 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 every time statler opens her mouth is all she talks about is sex.
0: Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not like, right
1: like that is such a turn off. Like you cannot have a conversation with your um your your partner or her friends without talking about sex. I get it that you're nervous, but you you just um dug yourself in a six foot hole. Like they are not gonna like her after that. I mean she, she that was not a good rep- representation at all i would have got up and walked off because i was embarrassed like how are you like why why are you talking about sex why, who even who even brought up the conversation about sex
0: she did it's always statler that's like her go-to conversation that's why i think it's weird that She says these things knowing how off-putting. And Dempsey even said it on the way there. She's like, are you tired of America because you've been through all the women? You know, like, it's like a sore subject. And she brings it up. And I think Dempsey doesn't like to hear. I mean, I'm not going to say I think Dempsey. Most people don't like to hear all of the sexual conquests that their ex had. Not to say that you don't know that they had a life before you. Everyone did. It's also to say we don't always wanna hear in grave detail everything you did. Like we know in the back of our mind that things took place before we entered your life. But at the same time, do we wanna know every single detail, who it was with, where it was with, what you did, how you did it, how many times you did it? No, we are not at that point. I don't think a lot- I am not
1: interested in hearing that. A lot of people- I'm not.
0: Yeah, I think a a lot of people even very comfortable in their relationships are not that comfortable you don't really want to hear it it's like you understand you had a past hearing maybe who the ex was how long you were together a lot of people keep that to the extent you know I know that they dated this person for this many years and it didn't work out and they leave it to that Statler wants to know like to tell everybody what happened what she's done and I feel like it has to be some sort of nervous thing for her because when is this ever a positive thing to bring to a conversation about yourself. Like, you can talk about your job, you can talk about your education, what your hobbies are, TV shows. It's not usually you bring up in conversation your, I don't know, addiction to sex. Could be that, I don't know, I'm not a doctor. But it seems like she's definitely made sex way more important in her life than it probably should be. I feel like everything ar- revolves around that and it's going to make it hard to have a real sense of intimacy with someone when everything's a joke and then when you're not joking you're having sex. Like when exactly. are you ever serious?
1: I mean, she did say that that's the only thing that she that she thinks she's good at is having sex because she has a lot of it. And but her friend um Dempsey's friends did make a a really good statement. Um she is really like she's moving too fast and it's a codependency like wh- why would you why would you want to move that fast i don't know anybody who wants to move in with someone after they've been dating in person for a couple of days i mean i get yeah. they were working they were talking like seven months but knowing somebody um online is totally different than knowing somebody in person yeah I'll- and then you're you right. go and you spend the night with them, and then you're automatically, hey, look, I'm moving in. Who does that?
0: Nobody. Nobody. Okay, so I want to talk about, so next week in the preview, actually before we move on, it looked like um, they were breaking up, which, oh, DD, did we lose you? Hold on, guys. We might have lost DD. Hold on a second. see if i I can get her hold on guys yep we lost her hold on let's try to get dd back real quick and we're gonna finish up with dempsey and statler because we got to move on to rosbon and amanda hold on guys we're gonna try to get dd back So what is you guys' opinion on Statler and her, okay, so Pink Snow Kitten says, I think it's social anxiety. See, that's what I was thinking as well. I was feeling like it's some sort of nervous reaction that she has when she's having a hard time because I was like, what would make you say that to people? And it does take the conversation off of getting to know you. So I was like, maybe she's always trying to stir the conversation in a different direction and that's where she goes because she's nervous to tell people about herself. Like, she's nervous to open up to people. So I was like, I wonder if it has something to do with her not being willing to open up to people. I don't know. I feel like I feel like she's not weird. I mean, she's weird, but I feel like she's not that weird, right? I feel like there has to be a reason that she's doing that. I wish I went to medical school so I could, like, figure this stuff out. Hey, there you are.
1: Sorry, guys. Uh, I guess we got some bad weather coming. It was like thunder really bad, and then it just. <laughs> you, <laughs> I was like, oh you get my gosh.
0: You <laughs> get worse weather than me. What the I heck?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, guys. All right. So, <laughs> I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> but um, right, where so, were we? Oh, talking about Statler. Yes. Yeah,
0: so, so we're going to wrap up with them anyway, but I think Pink Snow Kitten is on something. She said, I think that. It might have to do with social anxiety like the reason why she dec- deters the conversation when it gets too serious i think it might have something to do with that and i think her go-to is to make everybody uncomfortable and that deters people from keeping the conversation too serious or you know getting too personal and i have yeah. that and i think that it might have something to do with that but i ain't no doctor so i don't know but we're going to talk about Rosvan and Amanda, because they were back and Rosvan was taking Amanda to meet his parents, who were spot on, by the way. They met her and they were like, there's a weird energy about this girl. Like, we're like, we know, right? We know she sucks, right? Like, we know, right? There's this horrible energy. And they were talking about his ex and how his ex was controlling and didn't want him to be himself and wanted to tell him how he could and couldn't live his life. And a lot of those similarities, I see in Amanda, right? Like, I was like, the woman that they're describing that they didn't want for him, it's definitely Amanda. Amanda wants to tell him what he can and can't do, when he can and can't be happy, when he can go to America, when he can't go to America. And it really showed that the parents were very in touch with what makes their son happy. And I like that about this show, or this couple, because usually the parents don't care how the child feels. They just either like the person or not. And even if the person, their child likes the person or not, they're still pushing for it. So I like that they were happy for Razvan that that relationship ended and they were happy that he was happy. I like to see parents that are supportive, you know, because watching 9 Day Fiancé, we've been watching some pretty non-supportive parents a lot. So I just really like to see how they were so supportive of him and his happiness. And the family was very nice. I thought his family was nice. So Razvan looked like his dad because we met his mom and I was like, oh, I do his mom. He looks a lot like his dad, and then his brother kind of looks like his mom. So what was your opinion on his family and him and um, the interaction with Amanda?
1: I was laughing the whole time because she deserves everything they're throwing at her. And especially how Rosman is um, treating her, she is getting a dose of her own medicine, and now she's trying to calm him down, saying that he don't need to be acting like that, that... um, and he, she keeps asking him, too, um, am am I good for you? And um, are we, you know, meant to be with each other? Or, you know, why are you upset? I don't understand why you're upset. Come on, Amanda. You just told him you didn't want to be with him. He was not an option for you. Mm-hmm. And his parents is in, in the room with you, what, five minutes? And they already can see that you're a piece of shiznit. <laughs> I was well, trying to...
0: I think what got me is when she had the audacity to ask him, she's like, "Do you think we're a match?" Right? Like right after she said like the day before, she's like, "I don't think we're a match. I don't think we actually" He said,
1: "We weren't a match." But but it's one but she has been treating him so freaking bad and whenever he starts standing up for himself, she's trying to she is trying to act like the victim now. Yeah. That right there, it, why would you do that?
0: He's like the You queen.
1: have been so mean to him. Mm.
0: She's like the queen of mixed signals. I feel like she told him she didn't want him. She told him he wasn't good enough. He could never um, live up to being her ex-husband. He could never take care of her. And then when he said in the car that he didn't think he wanted to continue the relationship, she's like, oh, my God, I love you. I want to meet your family. I want this to work. She's like the queen of mixed signals. I don't understand what she wants from him other than to confuse the hell out of him. like When when he wanted things to work and he was coming on full force trying to make um, their relationship grow and he wanted to you know propose before she left and all this stuff, she shut him down. And then when she saw that he could walk away because he's like, I don't even think I want to continue this relationship. I don't even think I want you to meet my family. I don't know if this is what I want. Then she took it up a notch and was like, oh my God, no, we should work this out. I think that we, can make this happen I think we can make this work she's like the queen of mixed signals it's like I don't want him to think for one second that she's being honest because I just don't believe her at all right I don't I feel like she's such an opportunist like when the friend his friend said that she wasn't a good match for him and she was playing with his mind and she wasn't um in it to win it that night all of a sudden she wanted to have sex she wanted to prove that she exactly. wasn't fake she wanted to prove that she wasn't doing that and i just don't trust her i just feel like she does things to keep up face. she's not necessarily in it for this relationship she just wants to make sure that she doesn't make herself look bad so like when the friend tried to make her look bad she was like Oh, I'm not doing that. Let's be intimate tonight to show them that I'm not doing that. like I don't know. I just feel like she's so disingenuous. Is that a word That's probably not a word. She's just not genuine at all. Like I just feel like she's so full of shit.
1: yes, i mean she she's so full of it when she opens her mouth it just comes out of her mouth like you she is she is a normal narcissist why is it um a narcissist? She is a normal narcissist. Whenever they are getting their way with you and you're taking it, they're hounding you, hounding you, hounding you. And But whenever you finally stand up for yourself and you say, you know what, I don't want to be in this relationship no more, or you know what, this is this is not okay, then they want to try to act like the victim, and then they want to try to act like they're just madly in love with you and try to turn you back around. They do it all the time. That's-
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I see but, what ZS's mom, ZS's mom said it's to chase. Once he stopped chasing her, she had to do something to get her back, get him back into chasing her. I feel like that, right? When he was in the car and he's like, I don't even think I want to continue this relationship. She's like, wait, what? You don't want to chase after me anymore? And then like you said, that's when she's like, well, I love you now. Like, I think this can work and I want you to come to America. She's just full of shit. And she wants him to chase her. But she doesn't actually want to be with him. She doesn't actually want this relationship to work.
1: Mm. She don't want him, but she don't want nobody else to be with him neither. Right. Because That's whenever, it. um, whenever the the friend was like, "Well, you're you're very toxic. You're a toxic person. The relationship is toxic," you know. And then she was like talking about how beautiful his friend was. Then she wanted to be intimate with him.
0: Exactly. Exactly. When it seemed like she could be chasing someone else. That's exactly, exactly what it was. OK, so tonight, David and Sheila were on their romantic beach getaway. And Amy was not on this getaway. And we're actually seeing some really good signing from Sheila, which I'm very proud of her for. Because you know, sign- she was very nervous. She felt like she would be not saying the right thing. But she was signing really, really well. They went out into the water. They went snorkeling. I was scared. You know, anything underneath the water scares me. So I was scared for them, but they're OK. And they went to dinner. David was sweating like a whore in church, right? Like David was sweating like crazy. I was like, Oh my god, somebody get this man a fan. I'm worried, right? I was like, I'm worried. I don't want him <laughs> to
1: pass, pass out. out.
0: <laughs> yes, I was like, I am worried. Is he gonna be okay? But he popped the question. Sheila said yes. He then knocked her wine into her food, but they're they're engaged. How do you feel? Are you happy? Are you do you still I'm think-
1: excited? I am so excited for them. I really am. I I mean and she, I've I've seen a couple of red flags, but but the the more positive is outweighed. You know the the red flags. She's still I'm I'm still a little concerned, but I am so excited for them. I really truly hopefully, I really hope they they do work out. I really do.
0: Well, they, you know, they're my
1: the, favorite couple this year this on the season.
0: Oh, it's the humidity. Yeah, the humidity can knock people out. Um, Sapp Bunny. So the relationship. It's a yes for the engagement, but John Rell is basically the decider here because he's already said he didn't want to move to America, which I don't know, why should he? He has a perfectly fine life now, as as far as he knows, you know, children only know what they know. And this is what he knows. His friends are there. His family is there. His home is there. You have to sell things, you know, to children. You have to explain to them why it's better. So John Rell is the one who has to say yes, because no mother. Is going to choose to move and leave their child. I don't want to say no mother because there is somebody on the season who has done that. But uh, and it has happened in the past. Larissa, We've had a few. But, a
1: few of them. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> this is not what she was going to do. She was like, he has to be ready and willing to do that. And I understand that, you know, being a good mom, you make decisions based on your children's happiness and life first. You know, and I, I hate that women have to do that. I wish that women could be a mom and a woman at the same time. But sometimes. They, they have to make decisions for their kids before their own happiness. And I feel like that's what Sheila is going to be put in a position for. And unfortunately, John Rell is the decider, right? So we have this kid who gets to decide whether or not his mom and him are going to move back to, to America. And it's, it's going to be hard because I don't know if David is ready for it to be a no like I felt like it was so hard for him just to propose he was so nervous he's like I don't know what she's gonna say he's like I know she's happy but she's also been through a lot she just lost her mom she has so much going on in her life this might just be one more thing that she's not ready for you know so I know that it's really hard for him to go through that but I think it's gonna be even harder if it's not going to go his way and she's not able to leave because even, okay, so we were talking about this before. If she says yes and they um, come back over to America on a K-1, John Rowe wouldn't be able to come right away, right? We were talking about that. It's after she gets here. I don't
1: married. think so. I think after she gets here, then and they get married, then they can apply for, um, for him to come over. Right.
0: It's not immediate because that's, that's what we were talking about because she doesn't want to leave her son at all. So even if her son says yes, it's still not going to be an immediate situation. I think she has to actually get married on the k-1 visa and then she files a petition yeah and then that's how the process works so we're still talking three to six months right without her son i don't know any mom that wants to do that i mean i know moms that have but i don't know anyone that doesn't so i'm really hoping that this situation pans out for everybody because david has really put a lot into this david is such a genuine guy right i want him to have this family that he wants so bad and i just we're rooting for him right i didn't know i always root for people on this show sometimes i want them to break up because they're just toxic and i don't want them together but i just feel like for david i really want this to work for him this is something that he wants and everybody deserves to be happy right and i feel like david has definitely given a lot to so many people it's time for him to get something in return
1: Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm glad she said yes. But when I seen him start sweating, I was like, What in the? World? I know. <laughs> What in the world? It, I was like, it, it Is he really like, sweating, or did, or did the producers like throw some water on him? Because that was, like, that was that was a lot of sweat. It
0: looked <laughs> like somebody pushed him in the pool. That's what it yeah. looked like. He was soaking wet. And I've heard men say, like, they were super nervous when they were going to propose. They were, like, shaking. I feel like David was so nervous. And I don't know why, because he knows that Shiva loves him. Like, he knows that. He knows that that situation, the love is there. I don't know why he was so nervous. Oh, Pink Snow Kitten says that John is too young to make that decision. She's the mom, and he will have a better life and make new friends. See, I said that a couple weeks ago, because I was like, sometimes you have to make a decision for your child that's gonna make your child's life better even if they don't agree. I do believe that children don't always see the bigger picture. Like children see the right here and now of a situation. And sometimes, well, we've heard this a million times, like when we see people go and they accept an award or they win and they've done something amazing, they go back and they're like, I wanna thank my mom or my dad or my coach who pushed me. And I didn't see any of the stuff that I see now and then but they didn't appreciate it because that decision was right for them. I do agree with that. I feel like children are always gonna make a decision that's for the right then and now. And that's always, you have to always look towards the future and the bigger picture. And unfortunately, when you're a child, you're not thinking of the future because children think about now, they don't work. You know, they don't have the responsibilities that adults do, so they don't think like adults. They think like a child. So I do agree with that statement. I do feel like he might, be in control of deciding if they have a better life and he doesn't even know it right yeah. like I do feel like that could be yeah true. like he doesn't even know the power in that decision because he shouldn't even be making it because he's not mature enough to make it but I think Sheila looks at it as I could never make a decision that would make my child unhappy so I feel like she's yeah. kind of stuck in between you know
1: mm-hmm. exactly I mean me as a mom if I were to have to make a decision like that I mean I'll I would have to talk to my children, you know, I would have to talk to my child and see where their thoughts are. And even if even if I see that it's a better um, um, something better for us, you still may have to, like, talk to your child to paint a different picture for them, because if you're make, if you force them to do something without communicating with them, they're going to be rebellious. You sometimes you gotta like paint a different picture for them to understand. Look, this is yeah. this is why we're doing this. It's a better opportunity, you know. So I mean, and then by doing that, they also feel important in the relationship. They're not. I mean, they're not feeling like you're pushing them to the side. You are including them in yeah. the plans that you're doing. True.
0: True. So I, I mean, think, I I get it. Well, right. I see it from both sides. I, I do. And I'm not a mom. I'll never understand what it's like, you know, to have to make those types of decisions. Moms on a daily basis makes decisions that no one should ever be put in that predicament. They literally make the hardest. You think the presidents and, and leaders and, and um, generals make hard decisions. Try being a mom. Right, like trying to mom and making decisions for a child even when the child doesn't agree you know you're doing the right thing but it's still difficult like try being a mom for a day and see how hard that is all right so jasmine has said in this episode that she has not had sex with Dane. she said she's well,
1: lying <laughs> she's lying she
0: confronted her after last week's explosion where she said just one month ago he didn't ask about the video that would have been my first question but he didn't ask about the video he said is that true and because i know you say things when when you're angry that aren't true she said it's not true so obviously you, you know that that's a lie right like why would that was a pretty um specific lie because she she gave a date she gave a person she gave a video of evidence like that's very specific to lie usually when you make up a lie it's very um um, generalized, right? Like She swore
1: not... on her life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, does that mean a lot, though? At, at this point, does that mean a lot? So <laughs> No,
1: gentlemen... it doesn't. But if you're going to swear on your life that you did something, I mean, <laughs> I mean, why would you want to do that if, it, if it's a lie?
0: Why would she renege on her lie, though? Do you think that she had time to think about it and she realized that In order for her to get to america or in order to get what she wants she can't break up with him because i was like why would you say that and then like literally renege on what you just said like you just said you cheated it was less than a month ago you were happy because we all know that she's dissatisfied with gino and almost every aspect of their relationship she's made it very clear especially in the bedroom she's dissatisfied with everything she doesn't like the way he doesn't perform she doesn't like the way he doesn't pay for things she doesn't like i haven't heard her say very many positive things i'll put it like that In this relationship with Gino, there's maybe one or two positives and then like 400 negatives that we hear about every day. Like, this is just what she says. So the fact that she would say, oh, well, I'm happier with him. He's better at everything with you. Oh, but no, I was just saying that to to hurt you. So she wants to be more important in his life, which how do you feel about the fact that he looks at her as an equal person in his life with his family? Do you agree with that? I, I agree with it
1: agree with it i mean because i don't care if you're a husband or a wife i mean you're you're married into that family like they're married into your family you're marrying marrying into their family everyone should be treated equal nobody is better than anybody else that's how i see it see and you know i mean why would i mean once you're married if certain um conversations and certain things yeah in the in the moment you need to take up for your spouse whether they're right or wrong Like we've talked about this before but she should not make him choose her over his family because at the end of the day you know spouses come and go your family's there regardless
0: yeah yeah i agree i feel like jasmine likes to dangle the relationship ending over Gino's head you know how people use things as like collateral yeah like I feel like Jasmine uses the idea of leaving him as collateral like if she can't get what she wants out of him I feel like she threatens him with I'll leave you I'll sleep with my ex I'll do this I'll end our relationship I don't feel like she's ever serious about anything. But I, I can't say that she didn't sleep with her ex. That was a very specific thing to say. Like, she had a date, and like I feel like she did. Whether or not Gino wants to believe that it happened, that's another thing. But I feel like she used it as collateral. She's like, well, I wanted Gino to do this, so I'm going to say this to get to him. Like, she knows how to push his buttons. You know, like She knows how to irritate him, she knows how to make him angry, she knows how to hurt him, and she's using that to her advantage. And she, she's gonna get what she wants because we know good and well that relationship didn't end on this episode. We know she's here. You know, so it's like, we know that she's doing this for a reason. She's trying to get something out of it. We don't know what necessarily it is. I mean, look at the prenup situation. She didn't want a prenup. So she pushed his button. She yelled at him. She said he was bad in bed. Oh, wow, well, no prenup. She knows exactly how to get what she wants by using nasty, terrible horrible things statements that she makes directed at his ego directed at any man's ego like the things that she says to gino i would not be able to be with the person anymore after they said those things to me the things that she says to him are so emasculating so horrible i wouldn't have it in me to even continue the relationship we would have to break up just because you said those things even if you didn't mean it i don't know if i would ever be able to trust to love you after you said something so horrible and hurt hurtful to me right
1: exactly and then i mean she knows that she is so out of um gino's league that if she says these things then he's gonna like he's always done he's gonna bend he's gonna bend over and let her screw him in the butt like he always does he's gonna be her little bitch like always you know But this time, I was excited because Gino actually stood up for himself and said, okay, if that's what you want, then fine. He did not bend. He did not beg her to stay with him like he has in the past. And why does she keep telling him to get out of her house? That's not her house. She's not paying for nothing. That's Gino's apartment.
0: That's true. That's true. She did say that more than once. She's like, get out of my house. I don't want you in my house. Yeah, you're right. It is his apartment, but he's probably not on the lease because he wasn't there. I'm pretty sure. Can you sign a verse, a lease virtually? See, I don't know this stuff. You have to be there, right? I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know. if I don't have enough. This is Cara's expertise. She will be able to find <laughs> out that. Like, I don't know, because technically he might be on the lease because let's just say Jasmine doesn't have any credit. Like, I don't know Jasmine, but like, I'm pretty sure... Um, you could get a co-signer on your leasing, but I don't know if you have to go to Panama to do that or if you could, like, do it online. So technically, that might actually be Gino's apartment, now that you bring that up, because he's the one making the payments. And I'm pretty sure exactly. Gino impeccable credit. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to say Jasmine might not, just based on her actions in the past. I would say possibly not. I don't know that. Allegedly, she might not. So I, wait, let, let in, what does that say? Lady in Panama. They live in a three thousand dollar apartment building in Patela. Wait, who does? Jasmine and Gino, or Jasmine and her sister? I was under the impression that Jasmine was on U.S. soil. I was I, so. Are are they still living in Panama? If you know that, let me know. That would be interesting information to have. Yeah, you yeah, know
1: what? You in New York, though, for the till off.
0: Yeah, well the tell-all was filmed four months ago they were in new york a couple weeks ago for jasmine's 36th birthday party 37th please don't i hope i'm not wrong i don't like to make anyone older um 36 or i don't
1: even th- know how old jasmine is she's yeah. even lying about her own children so
0: <laughs> so they were there for her birthday party and mikey burke was also there at the party so they were in but the before the 90 days tell-all was filmed like in may if I'm not mistaken. And I'm pretty sure Jasmine was physically there in the studio as far as I saw photos. So I'm pretty sure she's been in the US for quite a while. Oh, so Pink Snowkin, The first thing you said that I got was, I would have asked to see the pictures to make sure or the video to make sure it wasn't true. I would have done the same. If you make that um, claim to me that you've been sleeping with your ex in the apartment that I'm paying for, I would need to check your phone like in general. Like i would just need to see who you've been texting what you've been saying have you been texting that ex is there videos that you're speaking of i would need to like is that wrong is it wrong to check someone's phone if they give you a reason i don't know how
1: Mm -mm.
0: i feel like i
1: mean i would have i would have like as soon as as soon as um jasmine would have told me that her ex lived a couple of doors down and he is the one that told her about the apartment He is the reason why she moved to the apartment complex. They have dinner together. They meet up together. Come on.
0: Well, yeah, that, I feel like that warrants me. I needed to go on your phone and just to see what y'all are talking about. Because at that point, I can't trust that it's just a friendship because you didn't tell me. Because if it was just a friendship, I feel like you would have said, hey, there's this really nice building. My ex lives in it. He said that it has great um furnished apartments that's one thing that i'll be like oh i don't like the fact that your ex lives in it but you did tell me ahead of time we're being open and honest with each other we can have a conversation but the fact that you withheld it until you had already moved in and were there for a while and then waited until i got there to then tell me that he was actually living a few hours that's questionable and then i'm going to question
1: everybody. then see him on a <laughs> vacation until gino left because she didn't want them to run into each other
0: yeah that's that's peculiar too what are the odds that she wanted him out of the i don't know state country i don't know where they are he couldn't even be at his own apartment for the whole two and a half weeks that gino was there because she didn't want them to see each other
1: well that's weird remember she didn't tell him she didn't tell gino about dane her friend did she was even gonna
0: say anything hey she wasn't gonna say nothing her friend let it slip and then she had to because the information was there and it's like at this point she couldn't hide it so you're right she wasn't gonna say anything so that's even more peculiar the fact that it was never gonna come out and then the the fact that she said that they were sleeping together it's just too it makes too much sense to be a lie, right that's how i feel like it makes too
1: much and then she was saying that yeah, and then, I mean, even even the, the producers called her a hypocrite because how is it that she says that she can speak to her ex, she can be friends with her ex, she can speak to anybody she wants to, but Gino can't even talk, talk to nobody.
0: He couldn't even have a picture of his ex-wife in his house. She wasn't in his house. It was just a picture, right? Isn't that what it was? It was a picture of them together, or she had decorated so, yeah. it? Yeah, and that was too much. Like she was like, there should be no remnants of this woman in your house. And he's like, she doesn't live there. She hasn't been here in like years. Yeah, a picture of them at Legoland. Yes, pixel again. Yes. So he took her to Legoland, and he had I'm a picture of the trip. Tired but- of hearing about
1: Legoland. Legoland.
0: <laughs> I've never been. It must. It must be nice, right? Because I've heard so much about it. Jasmine won't stop talking about it. I feel like it has to be nice, right? I've never even been. You know, I go to any any theme park. I haven't even been.
1: Well, I don't know, but I'm so tired of, I am so tired of hearing about Legoland. Like, she was like, you spent one day, um at, more money on her in one day than you have the whole two years we've been together. You're lying, Jasmine. Cause That's not um, possible. Because hair is, is $3,000 just by itself. Right.
0: And I'm pretty sure those like, groups... Those boobs were expensive. I think Yara said that hers were Ill, close to twenty something thousand dollars, right? Like they're not cheap. Unless you go to Turkey, them boobs are gonna cost you a car. Maybe two cars. You might have a car on each side of your, your chest. Like those are very expensive. Jasmine didn't go small. I'm pretty sure they cost a lot of money and you know Gino paid for it, right? That so I think that she's not keeping tabs on how much money that she actually is getting from Gino. Let's do a meetup. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, do it.
1: Let's, let's do, do it. let's
0: do it. Let's go. I would love to, to see what all the fuss is about, right? Jasmine made it seem like it's like a, a multi-million dollar operation, right? Like, if you go there, you have made it. So, yeah, let's let's meet up at Legaman. I kind of want to do that. I'm pretty sure they have rides there. I don't know. I haven't been, but I know that it's not far from me. <laughs> so, wait. A let's picture go.
1: Whenever picture y'all ready, let me know. I'm ready.
0: Okay, so there's a picture picture of a refrigerator magnet and the paint colors that's what was in the um gino's house that she hated a picture of his ex um at Legoland with him the refrigerator magnet probably from one of the parks and paint colors so she picked out the paint colors i mean paint colors are easy to fix right like you could just pick that's like a one-day job you just repaint the house but again she can live and sleep with her ex and talk to her ex and meet with her ex behind gino's bag but Gino can't even have the paint colors that she picked out when they were married. Like it's, it's definitely hypocritical. And I just, I'm interested in seeing, I know they're going to be on another season of something. I don't know what I was assuming happily ever after, but it could be the regular 90 day fiance. OG, because she will be over here on a K one. So I want to see the interaction between Jasmine's family, not Jasmine's family. Gino's family and Jasmine, I think that's where the real sparks are going to fly because she's basically said that they're nothing to her. There should be nothing to Gino. So I would love to see how they react to that in person. Gino don't got no kids. So there won't be any like fighting over the will or that type of stuff. But I feel like his family is still going to want to know why they shouldn't matter in his life. You know, like I've never met anybody who was just okay with a new wife coming in and telling the, the guy to disown his family completely. You know, like I definitely want to see how that interaction will go. I don't know how many more episodes we get. This was number fourteen, and there is one next week. Do you think there's sixteen?
1: I don't know. There's there's a couple of more because we still got to see TJ and um, Kimberly have a huge fight with um, his his parents because his parents is against how Kimberly is dressing and treating TJ. We still got to see the the um, wedding. Um, like there's still, I don't know. I'd probably say we probably got maybe at least two or three more. I would say two or
0: three. Wait, TJ and Kim—they're other way, right? I think they're other way. But we still have.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah, other way. Yeah. Wait a minute. They're yeah, I'm getting four. mine confused.
0: Yeah, we got a <laughs> bunch of shows. We got a bunch of shows on. Oh, so two more than the tell-all, which is two more. Oh, so we still got a month to go. So we got two more. Um, next week and the next week, and then we got the tell-all. And then I think the OG season of 90 Day Fiancé starts after that. So, um, and this is the regular 90 Day Fiancé, like from in the beginning. That's the one that's starting after this one. Oh, we have to see whatever happens with Violet and Riley. So they'll be back next week as well. So, And I think with with this season, since it's before the 90 Days, everybody would get back on a plane and go back home. That will be the end and then we'll see them at the tell-all so we're gonna see what's up with that um tomorrow is another episode of last resort i want to call it couples therapy so bad i don't know so the last resort um and then another one hour episode of the other way so i feel like i don't know how long the other way is going to be on because when we do these one hour episodes we're really stretching the season out so we're going to do another episode of the other way and then we're going to do last resort so we'll be back tomorrow night to talk about um the other the other way and then the following day which is tuesday we'll be back to talk about the last resort um which it's getting good right like it's getting good like i'm really excited for the last resort i know a lot of mixed feelings at first i I told y'all i wasn't excited but it's good angela is definitely making it worthwhile and ed is is getting our money's worth right like i feel like he's getting our money's worth he's starting shit with people and that's it's kind of what we wanted Right. We wanted to see some people throw some hands. Right. And I feel like with Ed and Angela in the building, I feel like we might actually get to see that.
1: Yeah. I hope Joby whoops his ass. I really do. I really do. Joby
0: or Kelly or maybe like a tag team situation. Right. Like a tag team. (laughs) Somebody.
1: Somebody needs to somebody needs to beat him to the ground. So, yeah, he deserves it he really does
0: he do he do i feel like he got it coming all right so hopefully um car feeling better and she'll be back with us tomorrow so everybody say something nice and send it towards cars direction um so she'll be back here hopefully tomorrow if not the night after for the last resort thank you to dd Dee Dee for joining me tonight and make sure you're following her i'm going to tag her in this video her um instagram um and follow her along make sure you're following me at george Massey um, on all platforms the at and then my name george Massey and then um george and anywhere you get your podcast type in the george Massey show check my website this week there's going to be a story breaking um that i'm going to be releasing it's kind of big so i can't say what it is yet but it's kind of big um thank you guys for joining us and we'll talk to you tomorrow night for the other way bye guys
1: Bye.